Hey, business building warrior. This is Jim, another episode of Silent Sales Machine Radio. Thanks for joining us today. I've got a guest who will bring on the line in just a moment. His name's John Ludlow. He comes from the concert promotion, concert t-shirt arena. That's his background. That's what he's done with much of his life the past several years. But with so many industries, COVID changed things. And while his old businesses are kind of starting to come back online and starting to thrive again. And it's specifically interesting enough, he's been in the, in the uh, Christian music industry, which I found fascinating because I'm a huge fan of several Christian music artists that you may have heard of if you're in that arena. Uh, that's who he works with, some of the big names that you've heard. But that business you know, definitely took a hit. It definitely slowed down with COVID. He needed something else. And he talks through today how he found our community, how he got started. He jumped into the Proven Amazon course which you hear us talk about so much, provenamazoncourse.com. He was watching the videos and learning the systems, starting to play around. He sold about $4,000 worth of stuff and he was excited. Then he jumped into our coaching program and things really took off. He talks about that as well today. By the way, there's links to everything that we talk about on this episode, Proven Amazon Course, the coaching program, our free Facebook group, silentgym.com is the only link you'll ever need. It's all there. You can go jump in and check these things out. But as we had our conversation today, he's at the point now where as we're wrapping up 2021, as I'm recording this episode for you today, we're towards the end of 2021 and he's looking at about $350,000 for the past year. And it's been a part-time thing for him. That's how much he's sold. He shares his margins and his ROI and all of that on the episode as well today with us, of course. But he's looking at a million next year. That's his goal. It's a small team. It's just been one part-time shopper that's worked with him a little bit as he's gotten to these numbers. But next year, he hopes to expand his team, expand his business. And as you've heard so many other sellers say on this program, the challenge for him is not finding products to sell. It's just not. Once you understand the system that we teach, the challenge is building a system, getting the stuff sent in, sending in more as it sells, getting it prepped, getting it from wherever it is you're buying it, onto Amazon's platform or ready to sell on Amazon. That's the challenge because just finding enough time to do it all. Again, a busy guy, he's on the road a lot. He's got basically another full-time gig. So this is something that he's tried to squeeze into his life and it's going extremely well so far. So we loved this interview. I loved hanging out with him. I hope you enjoy this as much as I did. Just another great example of the kind of really cool people that have gravitated to the community, to the culture that we've built here, people using the internet creatively to launch and grow incredible businesses that get them home with their families. Another homeschool family, for example, this time, someone that uh, his, his wife is homeschooling their kids and she's an integral part of his business as well, which he shares today. Just a really good time hanging out with somebody who's doing life and business in an interesting, fun way that I think you're going to find very motivational and informative. So with that introduction... Let's jump over and meet Mr. John Ludlow. So John, welcome to the show. Hey, Jim. Good to meet you. Good to see you. Thanks for having me. Great to meet you as well. Yeah, it's my pleasure, man. Looking forward to get to know you a little bit today. I want to jump right into your story, man. Take the microphone. Let's go. Sure. Yeah. Well, I've been... Man, what a journey. Gosh, I've been in concert tour merchandising for 21 years. So I've uh, sold souvenirs at shows for... Since basically 2000, I started cleaning a warehouse for my first boss in 98 while I was down in Nashville trying to be a rock star and then uh, just, you know, tried to make some extra money while I was doing that. 
I'm actually Canadian. So I, my visa expired. So I moved back to Canada and she was like, Hey, you did a great job cleaning the warehouse. I've got this Canadian artist going across Canada. Do you want to do merchandise full time? And I was like, Hey, I'm, I'm stuck here. I'll do anything, you know, especially if it's related to touring. Cause I was, you know, I'd played drums doing some stuff in the States, you know, played a few shows here and there with an artist. And then I did a few shows across Canada doing drums as well. And then was kind of like, what do I do next? You know? And, um, so she called and she's like, Hey, the six weeks tour, you want to go do it? And I was like, oh, I'd love to. So I did it. She met me in Victoria, BC. I toured right across Canada selling t-shirts. And I was like, man, this is kind of like 75% of my dreams is doing, you know, the, the buses, the hotels and the shows and supporting. And I found out that I turned, I actually figured out I'm actually a support person rather than a, a, a in front of the camera or in front of the, on the stage person. So it was kind of a turning point in my life of, realizing I'm more of a support person. So after that, worked my way back to down to Nashville, getting a visa and getting legal again and uh, did t-shirts uh, right up until the pandemic and still do it, but started doing it with different companies. I did it on my own, had my own company starting in 04 through 09. And okay. then I started, so I sold my company to a record label because they were looking to find out, you know, I was, I was at a growth spot of like, like a fork on the road, either I shut it down do something different. I would need to do invest in something like figure out a restructuring of it all or partner with somebody to make it bigger. So the record label just happened to the guy from there. He was like, Hey, we're trying to figure out different revenue streams because record sales aren't as you know about right robust as they used to be. Sure. So that uh, whole industry really changed, just, didn't it? Oh, massively. Music and that was right distributed, about distributed, you know, music was pretty easy to get your hands on. So artists had to find other ways to to monetize. Sounds like you you exactly. felt the brunt of that that whole shift of that well, industry. That, yeah, and that, that's where it was a blessing because I didn't, you know, I, people always like, "How did you get started in merchandise?" And I was like, "Well, I always joke. I was like, I lost the bet." But most times, you know, you're like, "I want to do this," and it's like I never woke up in the morning and be like, "Oh, my life will be complete if I could just sell T-shirts," you know. Sure. So it's it's just the journey and where the journey took me, and I was just like, "I'm just gonna hang on for the ride and see where it takes me," but here we are 21 years later and you know it's been a massive part of my life and been blessed but so you know having that like as you said as the industries kind of they were looking for different revenue streams like youtube spotify itunes were all kind of making this massive shift in the record label business they were the record sales business they were looking to merchandise they were looking to films they were looking to publishing more or less to you know obviously to create new revenue streams so t-shirts was the one. A lot of them did 360 deals where they basically just charge them, you know, a percentage of their sales. But the one label I partnered with was actually like, let's provide them a service so we can actually give them something, give them being the artist in return. So that's where they brought me in. We started a merchandise division under this one record label. So 11 years later, and then, you know, pandemic hits. So for a lot of people, it changed a lot of people's lives. You know, touring just came to a screeching halt. We actually had had some parts changing just right pre-pandemic anyways, but then a bigger shift was that I was supposed to move into another part of the corporate structure, but it just they just obviously didn't have the financial capacity to move me into that. So that was kind of like a 40 day, 45 day window that left me with to figure out from for me to just figure it out. Like, what do I do? So the first thing right before we closed, I had a buddy call me and he's like, Hey man, have you ever heard of, you know? selling on Amazon, you know, there's this great podcast, you know, this great community. It's not like you don't, you know, doll out a thousand dollars. You can just get in and watch videos. And I was like, oh, check it out. You know, so I, I got on, started watching the videos and I really wasn't, it wasn't really connecting with me, but I was, I was soaking in more than I realized. 
So at that point, I started my own company. I was like, you know what? Let's start a company. I'll start my company again, get that going. A few clients were, you know, kind enough to be like, hey, wherever you go, we'll go as far as the t-shirt side. So they jumped on board really quick and it was really honoring because I was like, wow, I mean, that's, I guess that's what happens when you, I mean, it is what happens when you pour into somebody and invest in somebody so much, you know, they just follow you around. They don't care what company you're with. They're just like, hey, wherever you go, we'll go. That's that's such a um, great point. Yeah. The relationships, the stability that that can bring. It's more stable than a product or a brand or the business model that you're in. Those relationships, those people who I love what you just said, it kind of follow you wherever you go. And strategically and intentionally pursuing those kind of relationships wherever you're planted, that is a great way to build stability. Because when disaster strikes, those are the people you reach out to and say, hey, you know, here's where I'm at now. What do you got? What do you got going on? Maybe I could, you know, help solve some problems that you're facing right now. And you've got those people that you can lean on. That's beautiful. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And they were the people that really got me kind of through the pre-pandemic or like, you know, the the initial mm-hmm. brunt of it all. Cause you know, I was blessed financially. It was really cool to see how all our needs were met. You know, I was, you know, my my thing is I go right to fear and it's like, are we gonna lose our house? You know, my wife's like, you we're gonna be okay. So she was a huge rock in that time of of all the this big cyclone of change, you know. But uh those clients were were so great because they, you know, in the in the Christian music, some most of my clients are Christian music clients and they've made these really cool adjustments. Like they, they went in and did all the drive-in theater ch- shows. So they were uh-huh. super instrumental in keeping the industry moving, you know, keeping some of the artists going because they were, they were stagnant. They're like, Hey, we're, we're going crazy. We need to, we still need to do our shows. Like it's, yeah. it's how we live. It's what we do. And, right. and income wise too, I'm sure they needed to keep doing. So that was cool. So kind of linking both stories kind of, you know, between connecting with your community and and keeping my, you know, how my journey went just as the, as the, uh, we closed the company in August of 2020, I started my own that month, did a fall tour going around all the driving theater tours, um, you know, driving theaters, doing tours out in the, in the lawn. And, you know, they set up the stage in front of the screens. I was watching the videos while I was on the bus and touring. And I was just like, man, this, this looks cool. This is really cool. And the second, so it's, it was really cool as I was touring the production manager, his brother-in-law or brother, I think it was actually went through a similar situation where he's a six figure job and lost it. And this was, you know, a few years ago, probably five or six years ago. And he went and found a way and he found his niche on Amazon. He's like, man, he's already replaced his income. He's so much happier and he's found this great thing. And I was like, man, two people told me this. Maybe I should really dig into it. So I think it was Deborah in your office said, Hey, when your tour is done, I'll follow up, you know, we'll have a, we'll check in with you after. And so that's when I was introduced to the coaching program. She's maybe, cause I told her, she's like, how's the videos? You know, she asked how the videos were going. I was like, well, you know, I don't really learn as well with videos. I'm more of a, you know, one-on-one, you know, if you just show me, it'll be so yeah. much easier for me. You, you understand so the value she, of the relationships and the conversation. Yeah, I guess yeah. it continues with the more of the relational side of things. Like I just, it's just how I'm wired. My wife, I mean, she could read. She was awesome when we first started our, when our we had our first company, she can read through anything, you know, digest it. Like she incorporated us because the lawyer, our accountant was like, so where's your legal fees? And I was like, we just signed up ourselves. My, you know, my wife did it. So I'm just the opposite. You know, I'm more of the logistical guy. I'm the thinker of, you know, like, Hey, how can we get from A to B? So we, we did that. Uh, so picking up the story, Deborah, you know, it's like, Hey, maybe you're a coaching student. Maybe you should look into the coaching program. 
And so uh, that was my introduction. And then once I started my first, my first meeting with Rich Potter was my, was just like, it was literally like a light switch went on. It made all the content I had kind of absorbed from the videos make sense. Like it just connected it all. And I was just like, this is amazing. (laughs) So I just had fun from minute one. Like this was like, it really took a lot of my previous strengths and it just kind of, you know, it just, it attached them to something tangible, which was so fun. So, I got you. Well, you give you've given me a lot yeah. of a lot of directions we could go so far. I'm loving this story. So let me help connect a dot a few dots for me and for the listeners sure. too. So you're a yeah. coaching student now, which I wasn't aware of. That's awesome. Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah. when did you yeah. when did you come into our coaching program? Give me a point so of reference. It's actually it's actually been a year. So you're a year I in. I guess I signed up. Yeah. So I'm I signed up in November of last year. Yeah. So you've got a full year under your belt at this point. Full gotcha. year, yeah. Gotcha. So and, and help me connect some dots here too. You, the merchandising, the connections you had there from the music industry, and, and I do want to find out a little bit more about that as well. I want to sure. ask you a couple of questions about that industry in particular because we've got some ties in our community as well that you may not be aware of. I'm not sure yet with the whole music industry. It seems to come up a lot around oh, here. I don't. Okay. How did those relationships translate over into success? Some of those partnerships, specifically on your Amazon business. I mean, are you sourcing products from connections that you had before? Has that helped you somehow, or, or is this a completely new direction for you? Well, you know, it's it's two separate. I basically have two separate companies at this point. You know, one company, but with two separate avenues. I guess I thought at the beginning I was I was like maybe this is something where I can get their stuff and you know get it online and. And actually looked into it and it, it's like, no, that's not it. And then after talking to Rich, yeah. he's like, no, go this way and start this way, gotcha. you know, get your foundation built. And I did that and I was like, wow, so that's its own little thing. And then, so what I've done now is before I was just only handling the logistical side. So warehousing and touring, you know, and the actual selling on the road, I wasn't right. handling the manufacturing side of the merchandise itself. So what happened was, again, more relationships came out of the blue Two two gentlemen that I'd partner with in previous, you know, jobs and, and tours came up to me like, "Hey, I heard you're on your own now. Do you want to? Do you want us to be your like merchandise production team, and then we'll kind of work out a partnership on that." And so with one of them, I've done. I work on a pretty massive tour, and then the other one, they help me, you know, do the production side for t-shirts and manufacturing like that. So, I got you. Well, I'm just wondering what what advantages, if any, from that previous circle that network and the connections you had it has that helped you in your amazon business in some ways are there you know help, not yet if yeah. they're kind of two separate worlds for you they they really are and and i guess right now is i do see a little hope in the production side you know having access to you know making promotional goods you know and maybe finding some private little stuff eventually but yeah it's it's i haven't seen a tie yet and all that to answer your question yeah i got you yeah well those relationships yeah. do eventually pay off very well. And I want to get into your Amazon business a little bit here too, yeah. but just bear with me for a moment as the listeners too, because we've got some pretty well recognized in the music industry on our team. Nathan Bailey, he's a good guitarist himself. He's our coaching director, but our, his warehouse manager who works for us, been working with us for years is uh, Travis. Oh shoot. What's his last name? Montgomery, I think, but really well known. He's like a metal. <laughs> he's like a heavy metal. Oh, they got like the top iTunes metal album right now. I mean, like he is... Oh, that's awesome. He's a serious musician. But as you know, there's very few people actually making really good money in the music industry. It's <laughs> it's a tough industry. Um, it is. And yeah. then Wampler Pedals, I don't know if you're familiar with them or not, but another guy that's come out of our community as a guitarist, 
if you were okay. a guitar player, you probably would recognize him that, you know, he's kind of got a Cadillac brand of guitar pedals now. Another guy kind of came oh, up gotcha. to our group yeah. and, um, he like, um, he was at, um, some of the bigger country music guys, names you'd recognize all of us would use his stuff. Okay. And, um, but I'm curious what artists you've worked with too. Cause you mentioned tour. I mean, there's not that many people who are doing tours. Might be some people we recognize anyone that name do a little name dropping on us. Well, yeah. Well, right now, I, my my clients are Michael W. Smith, Amy Grant, Stephen Curtis Chapman, um, and then the big tour uh, we're getting work ready to work on is Winter Jam is the big one that's going out in January. So that's awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah I've I've been a Michael W. Smith fan since the mid '80s. Huge fan. Oh, that's awesome. Huge. Yeah. Fan. Been to many of his Good concerts yeah. and have a lot yeah. of the memorabilia. When they, they did their Christmas tour here last year, I think I was in the fourth row when they came to Indianapolis. So, oh, awesome! Throwing yeah, the snowballs yeah, up we there. Just, yeah. That's exactly. It. We just actually unloaded all the trailers yesterday from all the the Christmas runs. So that's yeah. No, they, that's they did the it last year and again this year. Both. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I did yeah. it last year, but the year before. But well, that's, that's really awesome. cool. I could nerd out for yeah. a while on that. I mean, I was raised <laughs> on Amy Grant. I was part of that. Uh, yeah. You know that disappointed in the late '80s, like, oh no, Amy had a was it a beer company as a sponsor? <laughs> is she still a Christian artist? Part of that whole, it was, and so I go way back with Christian music, the eighties and the nineties. So yeah, we could nerd out about That's that so for cool. a long time, man. Yeah. Uh, but let's get over to Amazon for the listener's sake. You know, I would have more fun staying Absolutely. there for a while, but, and, and there are a lot of, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of people in that arena in our community as well, too. I'm sure you might have some people hit you up with some questions, but Let's talk Amazon, man. Let's talk. So you got Absolutely. into coaching. You yeah. got Rich as your coach. You know, pick me yeah. up. Well, it was just, I mean, Rich, obviously, the success speaks for itself. So I was like so honored to have him as my coach. And, you know, once we got going, it was, I was, you know, having my company set up. And that was really the cool, how it all played out. Like having all the tools, really, the only thing I needed to sign up for was the um, reseller account. Because I didn't, I never had a product never had to purchase the product. I was always kind of like the the service that, you know, I just received the product from the the artists and then I take it out and then I sell it. So this was kind of a new idea. I was like, so I have to front all this money. So, you know, obviously our companies had done it before. So, you know, we always fronted the money for the, uh, the t-shirts, but so it was just a new adventure. I was like, let's try it. So I, I'd been blessed to, you know, I had kept a credit card open from the previous time I had my company. So I had a massive credit card ready to go. And I was like, let's go. So I literally just started you know, going through and searching and, and, and I've seen many comments on here. It's like the, you know, the number of items out there is so prevalent. It's just finding the time to get it all done, you know? And then right now, the biggest challenge for me is just the infrastructure, you know, getting the right people in the right place. But yeah, once I started coaching, it was just, it was game on. Like it, it just like all the wires connected. And then each week, Rich would just kind of show me the next step. And it's like, oh my goodness. And then I'm still overwhelmed at the, the how many levels. I'm still obviously only a year in and, and up on the bottom floor, but it is overwhelming sometimes in a good way, a positive way of how many how much opportunity is out there, you know, ready to be just taken in. So, so talk us really specifically fun. through what model you're using and and how you're finding product, and you know, talk us through some details. Yeah, yeah. So Rich, you know, he his main one was just kind of the reverse searching, just and he's like, oh, this way, and I sometimes the way my brain works is I find something and then see if it's available, you know, either on Amazon or, or find it on Amazon and then trying to find a source for it. But I think I'm about 90% online arbitrage, you know, and then 
the times I can't find it online, I'll just do a, you know, I'm blessed to be in a major city where there's about, you know, five or six of major retailers, you know, you just kind of make the cycle around, you know, and I don't, again, I don't have shoppers yet. I don't, you know, I'm still so new. I, you know, I'm still, I've had a part-time guy prepping since January. So yeah, just, I really just kind of feel new to it. You know, after I hear podcasts and interviews and even questions online, I'm like, man, I, you know, I'm not there, you know, I'm not even branded yet. And, you know, not had have my own brand, but um, it's amazing even just in the online arbitrage, how much, you know, I've been able to do just in that model. So, so that's so you're basically a one-man show, a little bit of a part-time shopper, doing online arbitrage yeah. mainly, shopping online, looking for replens yep. based on the, the strategies replens, we teach, yep, yep. right? Yep. And yep. so you're using Keepa as your main tool, yep. right? Okay. I'm using Keepa, check Keepa, do... Um, uh, I've forgotten all the names of all of them. Revseller, uh, maybe? Yeah, it, Revseller. It was really fascinating to have uh that was another part of the equation that rich helped me too is like when you get the right tools in place to finding the right margins finding your rois and you know and healthy margins to to have on your product so i was like oh that's just that's exactly what i needed you know <laughs> so that makes more sense and it was just great to have someone explain it to me and use all the you know show me all the tools and and that's the thing i, I loved about the coaching programs it felt like it was a fast track you know and i'm really blown away by the people that can just come in and, you know, digest all the videos and, and put it together themselves. But again, it wasn't for me. So the coaching program was just, yeah. you know, for different, me, it was different learning styles. Fire. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Just as my style. Yeah. Yeah. But so. the, being able to build that relationship with a coach is invaluable. And then someone to mm-hmm. kind of step you through and, and be there, be available. Yeah. And yeah Rich has really yeah. grown into one of the premier leaders in our community, creating great content. And, you know, he's, building some oh, incredible really. wholesale, proven wholesale sourcing.com, that new content. Did you happen to get through that yet? He connected with me. He connected with me with that okay. the other day. I was just been, and that's the thing, the content is so, I'm, that's another part. I'm just like, I, I would almost need a whole month just to dig through content. So yeah. as, as I build my structure, you know, foundation and getting the right people in the right places, get the concert merchandise side covered. That's one of my goals too, as I build is to Next find step. me time. Yeah, yeah, to dig into a lot of that content because I'm using So Stock and I'm using some of those other programs and this even just the content that they're sending me, I'm just like, oh my goodness, I just love to sit for like hours and dig through it um, and learn. So, yeah. well, you'll so, never get yeah. to the point where you feel like you know everything. The uh, right, the, the content race is one that you'll never win. It's more of just being disciplined Correct. enough to carve out some time, at least weekly, yes. if not half an hour to an hour daily, of just. I'm going to learn new things. I'm going to stretch myself a little bit yeah. and, and dive into some of this. But that ocean of content is actually growing faster than any of us can consume it. And I think maybe that's part of the value that we provide around here, John, is we've got a team of about 100 of us, the leaders, the, the coaches, content creators, you know, those of us, the administrators of the Facebook group that we're going through new stuff constantly as a group. And I think as a group, we kind of recognize, okay, this is good. This is scalable. This is something we need to test and maybe roll out to everybody. And for every 10 to 20 ideas that come along, one of them is something that we end up rolling down to the community. So we act as that filter almost. Love it. But we're still even running it through that filter, coming up with so many great, interesting new ways just on Amazon to grow right. and to improve your business. But plenty of people right where you are, I'm not trying to push you forward, you know, out of where you're at now. There's plenty of people with seven-figure businesses doing just what you've described, right? Pulling stuff off shelves, right. either virtually online or, or going to retail stores and hustling, you know, husband and wife exactly. teams doing seven figures with that model. Yeah. 
So you, and you've seen what's possible. Well, let's talk about some of the, well, I want to, before we do that, I want to talk about some of the specific products, the categories that you're excited about. People like to hear those details. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to hear some numbers if you're okay with it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Category wise, I've, I've really, I've taken um, your inch deep mile wide theory or uh, saying to heart. And I actually share that with people all day long and they're like, man, that's a great, that's really wise. And I was like, yeah, it's, it seems so obvious when you hear it, but when you put it into practice, it's so, it's so, it was just so awesome to be able to do that. So, so grocery, you know, I'm actually very, I'm all over. So I've got toys, groceries, you name it really like uh, hardware. I'm trying to think of some of the others. It seems like groceries kind of, you know, moved ahead a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I was, I, I was one of those people. It's like, how do I get on getting this? How do I get on getting that? Next thing you know, that, you know, when you start plowing through and you're, you're doing it next thing you're, you're just automatically ungated. Everything you end up testing or yeah. finding is ungated. So the it's doors just a, fly open. You know, it's, it's like, it, it really is. And it's, yeah, yeah, it'll say, wait, you need permission to sell this. Do you want to ask for permission? <laughs> Click. Um, yeah. Okay. You've been approved. <laughs> and I, off yeah. we go. Right. It's a great feeling. It just yeah. kind of, the dominoes just start, start kind of falling and once you get rolling. I even encourage people, you know, sell 20 things, break even just to get the momentum exactly. going in those ungatings, yeah. just kind of those gates just fall open for you and you're off to the races pretty fast. So true. Yeah. And that's, and honestly, to get the moving part was the big thing for me. I still remember me walking into a grocery store and like, and this was pre-rich, like pre-coaching. And I was just like, just trying to make my body do it. Like get myself out the door. I went in a grocery store. I took my seller central app and I was like scanning things. And it's like, and my whole mindset obviously wasn't in the right place as far Mm as what, you know, the way the process flowed, but the fact that I did it and I still have those items sitting in my storage unit. I was just like, they're kind of like trophies for me of like, you did it. You just went out and moved forward. You know, you took a step forward and that was encouraging to me because sometimes I get a little you know, passive and just like, you know, I think about it. It's like, well, I could, I wonder what, you know, maybe like analysis paralysis and, you know, some yeah. of the other terms that you folks, your folks are using on, you know, as far yeah. as just overthinking. And it was just a good day to just go out and be like, oh, I bought some stuff. It wasn't the right stuff, but, you know, and then I was trying to, you know, create a listing. I didn't know what I was doing. I was like taking pictures, thinking it was more like a Facebook marketplace, but obviously, you know, it wasn't quite the way it went as I dug into it. But, you know, again, just taking one step forward, just be like, well, if I try it, I might actually stumble on something, you know? Yeah. I, so I, you th- know, what? I love are, that, yeah. John. I, I think if, if yeah. given the choice for a new seller, if the cho- your two choices are sit at home and just study, 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 study till you feel like you got it or mm-hmm. get out there and grab something and sell it for a loss. The choice between those two options, I would say, go the path that you went down. Just get out there. Absolutely. Sell something yeah. for a loss. And you're scanning barcodes. We don't recommend that. You're grabbing items that aren't proven. We don't recommend that. You're grabbing stuff that everyone else is trying to sell and there's no money. You're looking for items instead of, you know, you're looking for products instead of looking for ASINs. We teach you to look for ASINs. It's a very important switch you have to flip in your brain, right? And it makes sense once you're on the other side of that fence. But when you're first starting, you think you're looking for hot products. That's not the game. But you're better off getting out there, making some of those mistakes learning the process, that journey from zero to one sale is very important. Even if you lose oh, money, man. so important. Yeah. And then it's like, kind of like riding a bike. And then we show you where the good trails are. You know, it's like, learn to ride your bike. Okay. Now let's go yeah. f- show you how this thing works. 
Yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't take that long. How long do you, would you say it took you total steady time to kind of absorb the concept of what it is that we do now with replins? Oh, well, I mean, I was watching those videos for the month of September. I mean, maybe even, I don't even know how much time I spent on the videos over those, you know, those few weeks of touring. But when I can't remember the first day I met with Rich, but when I got with Rich, I was at four grand. I mean, granted, I started December of last year. So, you know, starting in the fourth quarter is probably a little help. But I was like, you know what? If I throw my first shipment out, if I start selling by January 1st, fine. But I ended up doing four grand in that first month of December. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is crazy. There's something so, here. Yeah. So it was it was a quick, it was a quick turnover, all that to say. I don't remember all the timeline of, sure. you know, all the studying and all the, you know, the how many meetings I had with Rich, but but I do remember that December looking at Seller Central and being like, my goodness, like it's moving faster this than I works. expected. And it it works. Yeah. The fact yeah. that I did four grand that first month, you know, it still blows my mind, you know. That's so, awesome. Well, let's talk about numbers. Yeah. You know, here we are closing sure. in the end of the year as we're recording this. So we've got a, a good timeline to look at of you know how to go. How was 2021 yeah. for you? So 21 was great. So I was increasing every month. You know, I I think my highest month was 30, close to 37, almost 40. My, you know, I was just like, if I can just get to 40. And then you there's a direct correlation to the touring industry cranking back up. Mm-hmm. To my numbers starting to kind of take a little bit of a hit because obviously I hit a I hit the ceiling as far as much as how much work I could do and then that's where I'm just like okay what does infrastructure look like what does personnel look like and then I had a guy my part time guy quit on me in um, October and found a new job full time job which was so cool for him but I was traveling on the road in October doing a tour at the same time so it was like three three different scenarios him quitting me being on the road and then Amazon shrinking the FBA inventory right at that time kind of all made it kind of because I had bumped up against the ceiling of my capacity for my storage uh, in October. Right. And then now obviously it's starting to crank back up. They've, I've already noticed I'm almost back to full strength of pre when they started to, to turn like the shrink the, sh- the storage limits. But yeah. And so 340, I think 342 was the year to date as far as my first shipment. So, 342. Uh, so with, with quite a yeah. bit of December left ahead of us still, you know, so you probably had 345, maybe 350 for the year, you know, approximately. Yeah. And, so I probably get that because the yeah the last few days have been pretty like I've had we've been really aggressive in shipping and the, Amazon's been great about getting our shipments in within a week or so it's been really cool so um, some of the stuff which I thought oh maybe we'll hit in, again same idea maybe we'll hit in January <laughs> they they got it in fast next thing you know we have a boost in sales because that shipment hit so yeah um, it's how much you know, time do you have to find stuff and ship stuff in is the challenge not finding product yeah. but just <laughs> building a no. system that's a theme so yeah. much lately. Yeah. Past few months, so many of our podcast yeah. guests, our success story students, have just said the same thing. It's you know finding the products, not the challenge. It's finding the time, no. finding the people. It is to go grab this stuff and send it in, <laughs> and then it's money. Exactly, he's got to build that system. What's your net yeah. margins, approximately, if you know offhand? Yeah, margins have been obviously the hard costs of you know subscriptions and stuff are less impactive. You know when you get into higher grosses, but. I think it's anywhere from I've had ten percent to any the highest was seventeen percent I think on one month. So, and I think the ROI was, if I remember correctly, I think it was somewhere in the thirties or forties. If I'm not, that's just from memory. So, gotcha. Um, yeah, some better months, obviously, and just some testing. And I did some clearing out already. Some things that are just sitting on the shelves for a, you sure. know ninety days or more. And I was like, okay, well, that one didn't work. You know, 
Let's yeah. get those six units out. They they didn't work. So right, right. Yeah. And it, would you say this is a part time thing for you, or I mean, how does this you know put your effort on that pie chart yeah. for a second? Are you more in the music industry and in the touring, or are you more on this side, or is it kind of split? Well, it's I guess it's I'm trying to you know put them both at 100. And I guess that's part of the challenge I'm facing as of right now. I guess over time, if you had to kind of graph it out. You know, it was like probably at the beginning of the year, obviously with no touring, it was, a you know, 90-10. And now it's kind of, it was 50-50. And I probably, I'm probably in like 60, 60 to the music business, 40 to Amazon now at this point, but still have my part-time guy prepping and we're shipping. And, you know, so we're trying to get at least one shipment out a week. That's our goal to keep it moving. So, and it's really great. The one thing that has been great about the both sides is that, you know, the t-shirt side helps fund the other one just as far as having some you know, moving some cash flow, and um, that's been great too. So, yeah, yeah, you've got that multiple stream thing rolling. Well, I, I got to ask yeah. for my wife. Her favorite band is Mercy Me. Do you know, do any work with them by any chance? Oh, we used to. Yeah, they used Did to you? have that tour, the Rock and Worship Roadshow, and yeah, um, that was one of their tours, and we used to do that back in the day. And yeah, you did their dudes. merch. Yeah, huh? that's. I did for a little bit. They they used an in-house guy for a lot of years and they still do now. But that's the thing. Um, there's so many, you know, different versions of merchandise companies, either the in-house yeah. guy, you yeah. know, cousin Bob, you know, <laughs> might be yeah. the guy or, you know, the full service merchandise company that does e- e-commerce production and, you know, road services. Yeah, well, it just so. popped in my head, not to yeah. throw us too off track, but, you know, I was thinking no, oh, if, she, if she finds yeah. out I'm working with a, a merch guy, <laughs> I better ask. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to love yeah. that. But uh, well, what else? What else do you want to talk about as far as your business goes? I think you've given us some great information, and and kudos to you on uh, one thing I meant to say earlier when you're talking to me. It sounds like you've got an amazing better half, your wife, man, keeping things oh, steady. And trust me, just, yes, sounds yeah. like she's pretty smart, pretty sharp. You married up, as she, did I, man. <laughs> I I am so blessed. Um, you know, she's setting me. I'm I'm like no tech wizard, and she's setting me up with a camera and a, her computer and everything. And that's why I was like, "Are we? You know, is this going to work? Where's the volume? You know?" So she's like the, the um, tech, she runs, the legal, yeah. the counselor. <laughs> it's yeah, great, oh, man. yeah, it's <laughs> I'm, amazing. She has done amazing things, but especially the first time we had our business. You know, again, I'm I'm the the doer. That's my personality. Like I'm I'm. You show me what to do, I'll do it. I'll get it done. You know, you give me a checklist, you know, we're working down the list, you check it off, but she is, she's so creative. She's so techie and, and her, she actually runs a ministry with her best friend as well, um, as well as homeschooling. So, oh, you, you guys know, homeschool too. Just, That's beautiful, man. Yeah, we homeschool what, too. What's her yeah, ministry? So, give us a, uh, give us the link. Uh, it's, her ministry is like a inner healing, I guess would be kind of a, a good way to summarize. So basically connecting your heart to your head, you know, sometimes your heart knows, like you can go to church on Sunday and hear a sermon and hear all these amazing truths, but really getting it down into your heart to where you believe it um, yeah. is, is kind of the the foundation of her ministry. So that's, uh, yeah. as, as one of my mentors says, the, the longest 18 inches you'll ever travel yes. <laughs> from the head yes. Yes, to I the found, heart. Yes. It's one thing to know it. It's another thing to actually live your life out as if it's real. And exactly. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. beautiful. And, and we teach that a lot. Yeah. You know, the place we apply that a lot is with money and understanding business because one of the things we see in our our culture is success is seen as a negative lacking virtue business success is like oh well you know you settled for that the virtuous people however over here doing this but business success you know so that that message is very prevalent in our culture to the point where you have to really fight against it and have to 
challenge yourself to see what you're doing as serving others well and profiting for doing it. That is a virtuous yep. activity. And, and it's one thing to understand it, but to actually believe it in your heart and know that, man, I'm serving others well with the work I'm doing. I'm serving God and others well and making a profit. That's all virtuous. It's, it that's, a, you know, that's one of those you got to get from your head to your heart. And there's many examples of that. Yeah, no, yeah, no I was just going to say there are, just, there are so many hurdles that we have to overcome emotionally from our own, you know, past traumas or whatever that can be. And for me, you know, just working through those was a huge thing. And that's, I've done a lot of personal work in the last six years of just trying to figure out how make, to make sure those things don't become my stumbling blocks because they have been and they still do sometimes. And it's just being aware of like, what is that? Noticing it, acknowledging it, and then making sure it doesn't stop me from, you know, doing what I need to do next to be a successful business owner. Yeah. So. The biggest hurdle most of us face is the person in the mirror. <laughs> you know, it oh, really is. Tell you what, On a lot of yeah. these issues, it's it's heart issues, it is. it's mindset issues, it's you know, what are you feeding yeah. yourself? What are you fueling yourself? It's self sabotage. You know, yeah. Going back to the yeah. example I was I just mean, using, even you know, the the risk if if you don't see your business activity as virtuous, as just as virtuous as say volunteering at a soup kitchen or whatever those other you know cliche virtuous things are that we do, if you don't see it as equally virtuous then you're going to self-sabotage yourself and kind of be in, in that inner, inner turmoil plays out in the way that you live your life and you're going to inconvenience yourself and misplace things. And like, my phone was just here. <laughs> you know, like what I, you're constantly undercutting your own efforts because you don't see the virtue in it. It's the same thing child psychologists tell us if there's a kid who's kind of always hurting themselves, like klutzy, yeah. often, quite often, they're getting away with things that they know they shouldn't be getting away with and they haven't been caught. And it's kind of playing itself out in this, like, I deserve to be punished. I know I do, but I shouldn't be getting away with it, but I am. You kind of got to dig in. Is there a moral issue there sometimes? Sometimes klutzy kids are dealing with moral issues. You know, not all the time. Some kids are just not right. coordinated, you know, but uh, just that, that, that psychology, I love studying that sort of thing. The way we undermine and Self-sabotage is, is probably the best way to say it. But as business leaders, in, as people trying to grow a business, you got to be aware of those things. They're, it's crucial. Absolutely. It really is. And I, I've always loved how you guys say, what's your why? Like, I mean, yeah. like the purpose, kind of like you said, like we do, there is a, sometimes I do feel that guilt of like, you know, I'm making money, but you know, there's homeless people out there, but I'm not there serving them food that day, you know, like you said, in the soup kitchen, but you know, but what's our why? Like the why has such, it can, and it can grow too. It can have branches. Like the main why is like, Hey, I want to provide my family, but then, Hey, can I provide for the homeless? Can I provide for, you know, something else? Or can I, you know, whatever, but it's just that why is so important. And then, and that's, that's something I have to learn to focus on too. Cause sometimes my why gets a little, I get a little distracted from it. And so I need to really hone in on that and be like, Nope, this is why I'm doing it today. You know, I'm not, I don't feel like doing it, but this is why I'm doing it. So, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. it's a fun topic. We could spend a lot of time on it. I'm tempted to yeah. do so. But again, with so many of the things <laughs> yeah. that you and I have talked about today, I'm going to try to stay disciplined <laughs> because yeah. I'm finding our conversation, you know, I, I think if it was just us having dinner, we'd go for about three hours off into <laughs> stuff that's very interesting for us, but maybe not for the listeners. But um, no, so yep. let's. Let's go here next. I told you before we started recording, I'd give you the chance if there's anything that you wanted to share with the community, maybe something we haven't hit yet, some lessons you've learned along the way or some encouragement, uh, just what's on your list? What else is on your mind? If it, or we, have we covered everything, which is perfectly fine too. I just want to be sure to give you the chance. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the main one is, is really just 
do it, especially for the new folks. Like I've even seen to even maybe it was today. I even saw someone like, you know, got my call for signing up, like go for it, get that next step, you know, always be going for the next step because I I'll never forget. I was in a car, an Uber ride to an airport and the guy's like, Oh yeah, I sell on Amazon a little bit. And this is way like years ago, pre pandemic. And I was like, man, that sounds great. You know? Cause I was like always interested in finding another business that I could attach to and get going and, I was like, man, I wonder what that means, you know? But now that they know, you know, they've been in your community, they've watched some videos, they're signing up for Amazon, they're getting their seller central account going, like always be taking that step forward. Cause I was again, I guess that's where where I was headed was I was that person, like, what does it look like? You know, like I wonder if I could make money from it. I wonder if I could support my family. And that's the blessing. Like I, you know, I was just my my why at the time was like, I got to replace my income because my income is about to go away really fast. And so I was driven to make sure my family didn't feel a bump in the road. And we are so blessed to where we've not felt a bump in the road. You know, when some people have massive job changes, it's, you feel it, you know? So, you know, just reiterating what I said earlier, is just, just keep moving forward. Just keep moving forward. You'll, you'll get there. You will do it. I did it. If I can do it, you know, it's one of those, it feels a little cheesy to say, if I can do it, you can do it. But it really is funny to be here and, and, you know, being a guest on a podcast about selling on Amazon and, you know, having a platform to encourage people. Like it just, like, I wouldn't have thought I would gotten this far this fast. So, yeah, um, well, you're you're doing great. Something people can do. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. What's your goal for, uh, for the upcoming year? Just, and maybe you've set one, maybe you haven't, but if you just had to kind of yeah. project the trajectory of the path you're on, and I, I kind of know what number I would probably throw at your scenario based on what you've told me, a rough number, but what do you think you're going to do uh, in, the, in the upcoming year? What's your, what do you set your eyes on? Well, I mean, the first, the first hurdle is like a short-term goal will be to hit 40. That's, that's the one goal. And, and I'm, I'm trying to hit that in January because my new part-timer, he's like, he's a hungry guy too. He's like, he's like, you know, are you motivated by money? So I can, I can motivate you by money. If you help me hit 40, you know, you'll find a financial reward too. Like, well, I'll take care of you. So he's like, let's do it. Come on, let's go. And we found some great wholesale stuff, you know, from a, a distribution side. So we've, we've kind of got some, we expanded our product line. So I feel like we can do that easily. Long-term into next year, the full year numbers wise, it would be awesome to do a million to do at least just on Amazon. I think for my overall business, I think I've probably done I'd probably add 500,000, I would say, gross. But if I, if I kept Amazon aside I, you know, as a separate entity, I would say I'd love to do a million there and I'd love to do a million in t-shirts. Or even if the t-shirt side shrinks a little bit and it just kind of hits more of a cruising altitude, I can focus on Amazon and get the million going on that side. That would be a goal. And then you know, I, I feel like I'm probably three people short right now. So getting yeah. the team up to three or four people by the end of the year uh, would be another goal too, as far as structure and you know getting the infrastructure built up. Maybe so, add a virtual assistant yeah. in there. Yeah, and that's man, that is even another one too. You know, uh, Rich talked about that a little bit, but you know, there's just so many opportunities. Like, man, I feel like I've got to. You know, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? You know, I feel like I'm yeah. like, so let's chew these sections. But yeah, virtual assistance definitely down the road. You know, definitely getting on the wholesale train, getting, you know, reaching out, finding some people. And I've already done a few of, of items that I've already been selling. Like, hey, let's bypass the retail side and go right to the manufacturer. So I've done that on a few items and some success, some, you know, not so, you know, welcome, but, you know, you just keep going. You don't, you don't let it bother you. So. There was a yeah. few things at the beginning where I took it personally. And that's, that's obviously, you know, goes back to that, you know, 
not letting it phase you, you know, make sure you just keep persevering. But, and even that inventory shrink for the FBA side was just like, oh man, I wonder if this is really even going to work, you know? So, you know, just making sure those, those things don't bring me down. I keep just moving forward. And it's like, well, until it stops it, we'll just keep going, you know, until yeah. there's not enough room, then we figure out maybe we'll just move to FBM for a while, you know? And that right. was actually on my, my plate for a bit until the touring side really cranked up this fall. I mean, I had four or five clients out on the road at the same time. So it was just like, wow, well, I guess that side's moving now. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. you mentioned the uh, the FBA inventory shrink. And then just for the listener's sake, Amazon will sometimes limit how much stuff you can send in, which means if you want to sell more than that, you got to sell yourself. out. You, when something sells, you got to ship it from your home. And when you're on the road, you can't do that. But as you start to grow yeah. a team, maybe have someone who does the prepping and the shipping for you, yep. store it at their house, a neighbor, something like that, You know, slowly grow your team. Uh, there's no reason you can't hit the kind of numbers that you're talking about. I love your projecting a million for the coming year. It sounds very realistic. Now that you know the basics, it's just yep. about building your system. And uh, I think the struggle for all of us at every stage is always, I find myself doing this. I, I think this is the value of taking a day off a week too, by the way, for me is these things kind of sort themselves in my head. When I, without me thinking about it even, just kind of sorts like, here's all the things I know I could be doing for my business, but which are the ones that I should be focusing on next? Those kind of Absolutely. float to the top when we step away from it, right? We take that day yeah. off. And, yeah. and uh, I know at least for me, that's the way it works. I kind of come in Monday with more clarity after I've taken Sundays off and like, okay, oh, these are the four sure. things going to the top of the list. I'm going to pound away at these. Yeah. Working on my business instead of in buried in the details, you know, stepping back. Exactly. Who am I going to hire next? Which project is up next? Mm-hmm. Um, that sort of thing. So it sounds like you're you're on a good track, man. It sounds like you're on a real good track. Well, I'm I mean, trying, yeah. And I, I just to respond to that too. I mean, I always love your analogy of you know shoveling coal. I mean, I'm putting some sweat equity into it now, but I want to get up and start steering the ship soon. I'm getting <laughs> my back's tired. I'm not 22 anymore. <laughs> right. You know, lifting boxes, emptying trucks, you know, loading pallets, moving stuff around. You know, it's still keeps me healthy and keeps me moving, but you know, is it the best thing for the business? No. But you know, one year in, it's you know, it's kind of a necessity just to kind of assess what the need is. Yeah. And then because I always love to be able to do every part of the business and then hand it off so I can actually say, hey, I've done that. This is the way I did it. You might want to find, if you find a different way to do it, it's more effective, more, more, just, you can do it quicker. You know, you tell me, we'll work it through, we'll work through it. And if it doesn't work, we'll just go back the way I did. But anyways, all, all I'd say, just, I've always loved to put my hands on everything and then hand it off. So that's one way I'd love to do it too. So, yeah. And that that's smart and it, yeah. it's necessary. It, yeah. Ensuring that you know the process enough and, and, and as you scale. But the thing I think some of us do in different personality types is it's hard for us to let go of things, even things like putting tape on boxes. I mean, I, I know people who worked yep. in this industry for 20 years and they still put all the tape on their own boxes. And that's a very oh, limiting, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm, it, one of my themes for many years was, you've, you know, that's one of, you've got to step away from the tape, put down the tape gun. Yep. You got to step back yep. because it tells me you're not working on your business. You're working in it. You're buried in the details. You got to step back, hire somebody, even if they don't put the tape on as straight as you did, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Them yeah. doing it at 80%, is better than you doing all of it at 100% all the time because they'll eventually get better at it than you ever were because they won't be distracted. That's all they do. So yeah, growing your team is going to be a pretty vital thing for you. And I think you've got a good mentor there in Rich as well because he's a master at, okay, now that I got a system, who am I going to hand this to? And Because yeah. I'm going away for three weeks with my family. Someone better needs exactly. to run this thing. He just thinks that way yeah. naturally. 
And so he's yeah. a good mentor to have in your corner for sure on those. But well, it's been great hanging out with you, John. Really insightful. Yeah, I I, and uh, I enjoyed our conversation. Yeah. And I think the listeners got a lot out of it as well. I'm sure they did actually. So very encouraging okay. time well spent, man. But so yeah. uh, anything else before we start to wrap this one up? Anything left on your list? No, just a huge thanks to you and what you've you've uh, created here and how you steward it so well. And just that huge thanks. Yeah, just for having this program. And, you know, it's it's been a blessing to my me and my family. So thank you. Man, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, well, you're welcome and yeah. thank you. And uh, I love that word stewardship too, by the way. It's very tempting for me to go yeah. off on a little mini lesson, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> put it. Leave it at that. I take stewardship yeah. very, very seriously. And uh, yeah. perhaps the it best way like to sum do. it up is, you know, none of this is mine. This stuff here in my office, the microphone, the, the success, it's all being stewarded temporarily. It belongs to someone else. I'm going to give it all back at yeah. some point. That That's as a believer. And, you know, that probably resonates yeah. with those of us who understand what I'm saying there, but uh, just a different level of motivation when uh, yeah. you see it as this Absolutely. is property that belongs to another. I'm going to steward it. And uh, to the yeah. degree that I'm faithful with that, you know, that's the only place in scripture we see well done, good and faithful servant, by the way, mm-hmm. is that parable of the talents. Um, right. Right. Is a uh, well done, good and Absolutely. faithful, good stewarding. That's the word talent. So I yeah. love that word, man, but I'll stop it there. <laughs> <laughs> so tell your wife, thank you for loaning you to us for a while. I really appreciate that, man. Here we are just a few days out from Christmas. Everybody's got busy schedules. Yeah. And I even delayed this today on you. So thanks for that, man. But Oh, no worries. Yeah, it worked out great. Yeah. Yeah, good. Good, good, good. And I'll talk to the listeners for just a second and just thank you guys for hanging out with us as well. Just another great example of some of the really incredible people that are in this community, that are part of this group that's been formed, this culture that's kind of risen up. And John and I had a lot of things in common and we talked it through today, but there's got to be a group of people that you could be hanging out with. Maybe it's John and maybe it's others. Look up your city. I want to encourage you in our group, if you go to the welcome message in our in our Facebook group, there's a link to it at my at a Silent Gym. If you're not in there yet, there's a link you can look, click, and see who lives near you that is a fellow business building warrior, a listener to this podcast, people building e-commerce businesses, using Amazon, using the internet creatively. Start to make some relationships. I felt prompted to kind of share that with you today and encourage you guys to do that because you'll find yourself in some pretty incredible relationships. And as John shared today, you know those have been vital to kind of helping him get through the rough stages that life has thrown at him, these relationships, the people he's meeting, it's worth your time to invest in those and spend some time with people who see the world as being full of opportunity because that's important right now. Uh, but it's come, we're coming up on Christmas. This episode may be after Christmas, so I should be saying Happy New Year probably by the time you hear this. But for my buddy, John, it's coming up on Christmas for us. So Merry Christmas, John, to you and Merry your family. Yeah. Thank you, sir. And uh, to all the listeners out there who've hung out with us today, God bless you guys. We're in your corner. We're rooting for you. We're here for you. If you have questions, we've got plenty of free resources. Listen to a few of these podcast episodes. Jump into our free Facebook group. Surround yourself with good people. That's probably the best advice I can give you to make yourself successful at any endeavor. So until next time, until we have another great episode, I'm going to sign off here and we will talk to you then. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.